With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I am your host, Sean, joined as always by Johnston for the big fight preview for which we thought was going to be Dan Aziz and Joshua Buatzi. Unfortunately, that has been postponed. That fight in particular postponed due to Dan Aziz suffering a back injury, which is quite gutting for us, really, because that was the big fight of the weekend. So instead, we are going to primarily focus on Jack Catterall versus Jorge Linares, which is the other notable fight of the weekend here in the UK. There are some fighters on the undercard, some prospects that are going to be fighting as well, some good matched fights across the weekend, and a couple of decent fights over in America, which we will be covering. But Johnson, I've got to say, how gutted are you that this fight is off? This was the one that we were looking forward to the most. Yeah, it was. It was. It's been one that's um, sort of lingering in the background, and I've I've kept an eye on it because I wanted to. I was I was quite eager to see this. Um, so yeah, disappointed, majorly disappointed, and it's a shame really because you know has Dan Aziz getting injured this far into camp? I mean, what's he doing? Is he is he is he overdone it really? Bef- just before fight week, you tend to have the last week of fight week is is an easy week, you know, you take time off, there's not much you can do in that final, in final seven days to prepare yourself for the fight, so, yeah, a bit annoying really, um, I'm sure he's probably annoyed himself, but, yeah, disappointing because it's, it's ruined the card, it was a decent card and now it's got really light, um, yeah, like, you know, whether it be cruiserweight or light heavyweight, when they're domestic battles between us guys over here, they tend to be real good ones, um, so yeah, disappointed majorly. Disappointed majorly, definitely. I feel a little bit deflated because Jack Catterall on Linares is the other main fight of the weekend. 
But again, when we talk about it, we're sort of talking about uh, the old guard versus the new guard. We're talking about a crossroads fight with someone who's been in the game for so long in Linares against somebody in Catterall who's, who's eager to prove themselves yet again after that disappointing robbery against Josh Taylor. So this is the fight for us to focus on this weekend that's happening in the UK. There is still a good fight on that card that has now had the main event postponed. The main event is now Mikhail Lawal and Isaac Chamberlain for the British Cruiserweight Championship, a fight that has also previously been postponed, which is now happening on this card. But it is a little bit of a light card, hence why we are going to cover Catro versus Linares first. But going back to what I was saying then, Johnston, about Catro versus Linares, obviously we, we've covered Jack Catro for many years, we've covered Linares for many years, and... It is very much a crossroads fight because this is like Linares' last opportunity in my eyes to push himself back into contention, as he says, for a, for a world title. It's a, it's a difficult position for him to be in because I think a lot of us feel, you know, that he should retire. He should, he should be done now. I don't know why he's still fighting. He's got nothing to prove. He's he's done an amazing amount of things in the sport and, and he's definitely a future Hall of Famer when it comes down to what he's achieved. But he feels like he's kind of clutching a little bit. Maybe he sees a weakness in Jack that he thinks he can exploit. Whereas for Jack, it's it's a frustrating time for him also because he didn't get the titles that he should have got in the fight with Josh Taylor. And, and really since then, he had that fight with Dara Foley, which he won over 10 rounds. And even though he put him down and it was a bit of a scrappy affair, it didn't really... It was like an underwhelming performance for him and, and I know he felt that way afterwards and he's just not got his opportunity again has he because obviously with Josh Taylor then moving around and changing things in in his career that second fight hasn't happened between the two of them now and I just feel a little bit like Jack's chance at glory was that fight and he was robbed of that opportunity and I'm just not sure a win over Jorge Linares he's gonna he's gonna really propel him to, to, to that level, to that height where it's going to give him that opportunity at a title. I mean, this is an intercontinental super lightweight class uh, sanctioned by the WBA, but I mean, will he get his shot at the WBA title if he beats Linares? And what are you thinking about the fight in general then, Johnson? Is, is Linares still got enough in the tank to possibly upset Jack Cattrall here? Well, well, I mean, Linares is like, it was like a fine wine, wasn't he? Um, he sort of hit his peak really at 29 coming and moving into 30 years of age when he was uh, when, he, when he defeated Kevin Mitchell a fight that I was at and um, and I, I was there with many of the expecting crowd expecting Kevin Mitchell to produce the goods and for a pretty best part of that fight early on he was actually really great uh, fantastic boxing ability Mitchell and, and in the end Linares just work, worked him out and, and done the business and and you know what from that point, I was like, this guy, there's something about this guy. Uh, and he was literally a fine wine, just continually just move through, beating opponent after opponent. And obviously, the two Corella fights, the Luke Campbell fight, you know, it was like, when was this guy going to stop? He was at the top of his, really the top of his mountain when he fought Lemonchenko. A really big fight, ended up getting stopped there with that beautiful body shot. And then from then on, after that Cano fight, when he got sparked in a round, I was like, wow, okay, so it's time to to knock it on the head. Then he manages to still get a fight against Devon Hay and he loses that by a decision. And then you're thinking, surely now, and he continues even more and it's like, now he's 38. He was 29 when he fought Mitchell and now he's 38. He's come to the end of it now. He's on his way down and I just don't see how Linares is going to do anything that's going to 
that's going to really trouble at Catterall. Um, for me, Catterall, as you said, Sean, great opportunity for him, was robbed of that opportunity against Josh, Josh Taylor, has had one fight since then. His career's gone static when it should have gone on to a next level. And how difficult that, that must be for a fighter to be in this position, hold out for a rematch, doesn't happen, gets messed about, and he just left out in the cold. No one wants to fight him anymore because of how well he fought against Taylor. No matter how bad Taylor was, Carroll was brilliant. He was his brilliant best. And it's uh, his career's gone stagnant. And I, st- I really do feel for him. And I just hope that this fight is the fight where he's not really going to get much credit for it. But it's a fight where he can really kick on and start becoming active again and pushing himself into a position, like you say, for a world title where he forces himself into a mandatory and uh, he gets another opportunity because I really feel for the guy. I really do. He's it's, it's just, it's sad, isn't it, really, when you get to a position with a fighter like this. He has a great night, gets robbed of a night and he should be bouncing straight back and in the ring against the guy he should have been and he doesn't get the opportunity. Uh, it's frustrating. It's boxing for you. It gets very, very frustrating very quickly. I feel for him. I really do feel for him. Like you've pointed everything out that that pretty much I can echo really here, which is he should be undisputed champion. He should have been getting the big paydays. He should be in that position. Unfortunately, it hasn't happened that way, and and now he's in a position where even if he beats Linares, whether he beats him on points or whether he he stops him. He's not going to get the credit because, like you say, Linares in his last three fights has lost. He's lost his thr- last three fights back to back. So, what sort of credit is he going to get here if he wins this fight? I don't think he, he he's going to get a lot of credit. I mean, the last loss on his record, I mean, unanimous decision, ten rounds over in Russia against a guy who was 12, 3 and two. I nearly said thirteen. Twelve, three and two. Um, what credit is he going to get for that? He's not going to get credit for it. He really isn't. So for me, it, it's yeah, okay. Can it can it push him on in his career? Can it can it get him further forward in his career? Well, I hope it gets him at least in a position to fight for the WBA title because I know that he's he's, he's highly ranked with the WBA at the moment. But I just feel like I, I, that's that them noises that I'm making are just sounds of frustration more than anything because. I just really, really feel for him. I really feel like he's kind of been done over a little bit here. And it is sad because we're never going to know whether he is that level anymore. That That's the problem. And if you think about the way the WBA is in this division at the moment, obviously O'Hara Davis has been made mandatory for the WBA title. And I mean, how's that happen? I mean, that's the craziness of it. I just, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the one thing is if Catterall had have been given the rightful decision that night against Taylor, Taylor would have got his act together and had a, had a rematch straight away. And then you'd be in a different position because you'd know from after that second fight, could Jack repeat what he did? Cause, and then it, no one wants to go near him now. And now all of a sudden he's lingering. He should be up there now being in a position fighting guys like Pro Grey, fighting guys like uh, even Lopez or Ramirez. or He should be well above O'Hara Davis. O'Hara Davis should not be anywhere near Carroll's done him already, and that is that he's above him. Sandal Martin, even you know, what I mean Ryan Garcia, Russell Martin, they're the sort of guys that Carroll should be fighting. It's so frustrating, it really is. I just when you just said that, it really it just <laughs> it just stinks, doesn't it? So how can O'Hara Davis be above Jack Carroll? It, it it's the 
the corruptness of it at times just oh it's flabbergasting. Well, Ro- Roly Roly Romero's champion. He beat Barroso, didn't he, earlier this year? So Romero won won the WBA vacant title against Barroso and now there's been a fight behind the scenes I know to try and get O'Hara Davis as, as mandatory contender which I believe is still the case at the moment so in this position Jack's just kind of left in, in he's left like up the creek without a paddle I mean that's the best <laughs> analogy I can use here he really is because if that happens Romero versus Davis just Catterall then get a shot at the winner of that fight I don't know where he is within the other organisations. I've not checked that personally to see how far he's rated in the other organisations to know whether he's in with a position to to get an opportunity at another bell. But ultimately, all this fight is for him against Linares is just a name on his record. It is. That's all it is. It's just a name on his record, essentially, because... You know, he's not going to get credit for beating Linares if he beats him. And then if he was to lose to Linares, if that was to happen... That really puts a, a massive nail in his career for me because if he can't beat a 38-year-old Jorge Linares who's lost his last three fights, you're certainly going to look at him and say, well, he isn't he isn't the level we thought he was. And that may be that beautiful performance against Josh Taylor was just a really bad night at the office for Josh Taylor. So it, it, it starts to make you question how good his catch roll was. That his best night in his career. So far, it has been the best night of his career. But it's also been the worst at the same time. It might have been his best performance, but the worst night because he didn't get the decision. And I just don't see where where things are going to go for him at the moment. With with the, obviously Romero versus Davis looking to be the the next logical fight with the WBA, and this being a WBA Intercontinental title fight, does that put him in line next? I, I, I don't know. If that puts him in line next, then fair enough. If he gets a shot uh, and he's next in line for that. Great, but how long is he going to have to wait for that shot? How long is he going to have to wait around again for that shot? The same position like Dillian White was in a few years ago with WBC and, and waiting around for absolutely forever for the Deontay Wilder fight, which never even came in the end because Tyson Fury ends up getting it and then ends up beating him. So, you know, it, it could really put him up that creek without a paddle and it could end up being the, the moment where we don't get to see whether he is good enough or not at that level, whether we get to see him in another fight. So it is it is quite frustrating. And I feel for him because you know what? Jack is just an all-round nice guy in general. And and, and sometimes it's, it's one of those sayings. Again, it's a cliche. Nice guys don't always win. And I, and I think, like, in this instance, Hang on. it doesn't look to be working out for him. That that That's the thing for me. So ultimately, we're here to talk about a fight where we kind of look at it and think... I don't know if it's a win-win situation for him. Like, normally you'd say, yeah, it's a win-win for him because he, he beats a name, he gets Linares on his resume and he moves on. But given what we've just spoke about, given the way the rankings are and, and who's in line for a position at a shot at a title and where Jack is at the moment, it's, it's a risk It's a risk for him. It's more of a risk than a reward, isn't it, this fight? Yeah, I think it was, you know, in, in the respect that Linares has it's a win-win for him because, you know, if he loses, everyone expects him to lose. If he wins and he's, he's he's got himself, as he says, put himself into a position where he could potentially fight for another world title. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is, it's is—it's it's just a name. That's all it is for Carroll. But, I mean, looking at the fight, though, that when you look at Linares, it, it's difficult to really assess him because of, if you're looking at past performances, then you're talking about a, a, a terrific fighter and a fighter that could quite easily beat Carroll. But we're not. We're talking about a guy that's been beaten by average fighter in his most recent fight, at class by Haney. So I just don't see how he can he can get a victory. I, I'm with Catterall 100%. I feel that 
it's it's just a name for him. It's about him just just being active, getting in the ring, getting the getting those uh, rounds under his belt. Because I don't think he's going to really have enough to knock him out. He's got the southpaw stars that's going to cause him problems. Lenares, I feel will tire. I feel he probably won't give enough. I, I mean, saying that you don't know it's his last chance saloon. I feel like he's had a few of those already, and he hasn't quite lived up to it. So you do wonder. For me, I think Cattle should be winning this fight quite comfortably. And then just forcing himself into a position where he can fight for uh, a world title. It's the WBA, whatever it's, whatever that interim title, whatever it is. As you say, Romero's got the title. He's a name. Surely Carroll's looking at and thinking, out of all them champions at the minute, he's a guy I can beat. I know I, I've been critical of Romero. He had a decent performance in his last fight against an average fighter. He's been very lucky. He's one of those guys that's fallen into a world title shot when he's not really good enough for me personally. So I feel that Cattle will win this and get himself into a position where he can force a fight. But I don't think even Romero will be looking at Cattle. I suppose he'll be checking his performance. If anything, it might work in Cattle's favour if he doesn't perform very well but wins it. And then actually Romero might look at and go, do you know what, I'd rather fight Cattle now. Maybe he's on the slide rather than looking at O'Hara Davis who he's thinking I could beat quite comfortably. I think that's how it works. And it's just, it just troubles me how... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Someone can have a great performance. One of the best of their careers. Be robbed of a, de- a de- decision. And then just be this stranded. It, it, there's no other sport in this world that can do that. It, other than boxing. And I, yeah, I just hope that... I hope Catterall can put in a decent performance. Maybe one that's not too good that people will be like, actually, I don't really fancy him. Force himself into a manager position and then move on from there. Because I don't see him losing this fight. If he loses this fight, as you say, Sean, he's in trouble. He really is. I, I don't see where he goes from it. I think he can, though. I think he can win it quite comfortably. Easily, in fact. Like, almost to the point where it's like, wow, great performance. But Linares is nowhere near the fighter he used to be. And he has to exploit that. And by doing that, it's just to outbox the fella. And I think he will. I think he'll outbox him. I think he'll get the decision. I think I don't think he'll knock him out. Some suggesting that he might stop him because it's looking like that sort of resistance that that Linares once had is starting to wait right. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think because of that, people are suggesting that he might get a knockout here. And 
Jack Hattroff's not really known for that as a fighter. So I, I think if he was to do that, it's, 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 it's good for him. It'll look good for his career. But will he get will he get the credit of, of the critics? No, he won't. Because they'll just say what we're saying, which is, you know, he's a faded fighter. That's it. He won't get the credit for it. It'll certainly help put him into a better position. But I still feel like he's going to be a little bit stranded either way. And then the, the big risk really is if Linares pulls something out of the hat, like you know, one last stand as a fighter and 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 beats Jack, gets a, gets a gets a shot that hurts Jack or manages to out hustle him in the fight and beats him. That really puts an end to Jack's world title aspirations, in my opinion. I don't I don't see where he would go in in terms of world title aspirations because I don't really know what the other sanctioning bodies have him at. I'm not sure where he, where he's rated. I haven't checked that, so I don't know how highly or how low he is rated in in there. And if he's you know, if the WBA is the route which it looks like they're going down, then I'm pretty sure a loss to Linares now would put him right out of it. I've seen a quick interview with Linares saying that he's got something big lined up after after this fight. So is he is he overlooking Jack a little bit himself? And if he does, then I think he might come a cropper anyway because Jack's a really good boxer. And I think with Linares not being that same boxer, I think Jack can outbox him and, and get a really comfortable decision against him. And if he does, then it's just a case of hoping that somehow behind the scenes they can manoeuvre him into a position where he gets that title shot at some point, whether it be next year in the summer or later next year. He, he deserves an opportunity. He really does. And that's what really annoys me is like the performance he put on, the robbery that went against him. I don't understand how the sanctioning bodies, all of them together, didn't just say, right, we, you know, we all should really be unanimous in saying Jack Catterall's higher up than maybe what we've had him before. Um, which gives him a better route and a, and a more logical route to go down, rather than sticking to this one route. I just, I just hope that you know things do play out the right way for him. But guys, that is the fight of the weekend, just, isn't just, it? Just to jump in there, he's sitting seven in the WBA. Right, okay, seventh in the WBA rankings. O'Hara Davis is at number one <laughs> with Romero, the champion. That is not right. I mean, there's no way about it. For me, that is just ridiculous. And you see. You see it as him, 9-0 at number 9. It th- This is where we have serious problems with the sport, mate. I know before we even jump on to the next one, but that is, that's the issue. The rankings and the guys that have titles and get title shots. It's ridiculous. And as you say, they should loads of these boxer sanctioning bodies should have looked at this and looked like Catterall clearly won that fight. Uh, he should be ranked higher now and moving on. But his career's styled. He's now dropped down the rankings and he's almost like the no man. He's sitting in no man's world. So, yeah, sitting in the seven. Incredible. Well, that's the main fight of the weekend. The other good fight was on the Buatzi and Aziz card, which is the rematch. Or, well, I say rematch. It's the postponed fight that's happening again on this card. The Isaac Chamberlain, Mikhail Lawal fight for the British Cruiserweight Championship. I think, providing that doesn't get cancelled after we air this show... And that doesn't get postponed at the last minute, then hopefully we'll get to see a really good fight. I think that's going to be lined up on paper, probably the fight of the weekend for me if that takes place. I really do think it'll be a really, really good fight. Lawal's a banger. Chamberlain's turned himself into a much better fighter than he was years ago, and I think he's definitely proved proved his worth in this cruiserweight division. He's definitely one of the great British fighters that we have in this division, and in, in, in a pretty stacked division domestically as well. So that's the other one I'd say to you guys listening. If you want to watch some good fights this weekend, they're they're the two. They're the two that are of interest. But 
There are some other fights happening this weekend. The card is still going on. The boxer card at the O2 still going on. Now it's now headlined by Chamberlain Lawal. It's got Lewis Green versus Sam Gilly for the Commonwealth Super Welterweight title, which I think will also be a really interesting and decent fight. You've got Chris Hart installed back in action. Uh, and Michael Hennessy Jr. versus Joe Laws, I think, will be a, another interesting prospect if you are interested in watching that card this weekend. But the card in Liverpool, the Jack Catterall Jorge Linares card, is also made up of Akib Fiaz versus Reese Bellotti for the vacant Commonwealth Super Featherweight Championship. I've tried to get Akib on the Ones to Watch show, and, and we ne- we had something near enough booked in because he's from my area in Oldham, and we nearly had something booked in. And then I wasn't able to nail him down because I know he's got this fight coming up. So I was hoping to get him in before that. But hopefully, guys, I'll be able to get him in after this fight. Should he win against Reese Bellotti, which I, I genuinely think he will do, uh, hopefully we'll get him on the show. Um, and that'll be really good if we can get him on as a Commonwealth champion as well. It'll be really interesting to get him on the show if he, he gets through Reese. Uh, also on the card, Peter McGrail, Shabazz Mazoud, Khalil Majid, 11-0, 11-0, 7-0. You know, these are guys that are now starting to progress throughout the careers. We don't always give them a lot of coverage on the show because, let's be honest, it's always prospect versus journeyman and we know how those fights go down. We're not behind the door. We know that those fights are set up for the prospects to progress their career forward and the journeyman essentially there to, to lose, paid to lose essentially. So there's no point of us trying to cover these fights in detail because let's be honest these are fights where you're kind of expecting those fighters to win although Khalil is facing a step up in Tom Farrell which I think will be an interesting fight for him Uh, and Shabazz is facing Jose San Martin which again another experienced opponent wouldn't call him a journeyman so to speak he has got seven losses but they are both interesting fights for these guys at this stage of the career Campbell Hatton also on the card against Jamie Sampson Will he continue to improve? That's the question. There's a lot of people don't think he's cut out for this and don't think he's going to get anywhere. But let's just see. I've got faith that he might actually get himself involved in a big domestic fight. But this is his 14th fight. And I keep saying it every time we do the pods and Campbell Hatton's fighting, I always say the guy had a very limited amateur career. He's literally learning in the professional game. So the fact that he's having more fights and fighting quite regularly is really good for him because I think he will hopefully get that experience to to, to move on to bigger fights in the future. Uh, also on the show is William Crawler, who we had on Ones to Watch a couple of weeks ago. William kindly came on the show, talked about his career, what his aspirations are, his relationship with his brother Anthony and how that's had an impact on his career and getting back into boxing. If you haven't heard that interview with William, please go and listen to it. It is on this feed, also on the Ones to Watch feed as well. But in America, we have a fight over there, which I think would probably be worth tuning into over there. It's Alex Alexis Rocha versus Giovanni Santillian, which is for the WBO and ABO welterweight crown. Santillian undefeated in 31, Rocha 23-1. and one. I think that's going to be a good one. That's on the zone. That's definitely one that I think I'll uh, I'll tune into. Uh, then you've also got Jojo Diaz as also on this card as well. But overall, since the Boazzi Aziz postponement, it's kind of deflated the weekend a little bit, hasn't it, for, for boxing? I feel like we've kind of got fights there. We've got fights that are kind of prospects, journeymans. Uh, some of them are well-matched. Some of them are not so well-matched. And... It just feels like a little bit of a come down when we had that 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 fight that we really really wanted to see 
as we uh, as we start to approach a really good run of fights because we have got some fantastic fights coming up. But any comments and thoughts then, Johnston, on that run of fights and those fighters that are involved over the coming weekend? Yeah, it's interesting to see Peter McGraw, uh, only 7-0, fighting uh, Fran Mendoza, 17-0. Uh, um, I know he's a Colombian fellow, he's fought predominantly in Spain and he's a bit of an eight-round specialist. So um, I think they're definitely up in the level there. Um, always a bit dangerous when you're fighting guys like this. Uh, you don't know really what you're going to get from him. It's not got a huge knockout ratio, but I think that's a definite step up for Peter. And it's clearly they're, they're looking at Peter McGrill and thinking that he could potentially uh, be one of our world champions. I, I, I don't. I can clearly see. I mean, as it as an amateur, he's got uh, the fundamentals there to do it. Uh, only seven and zero, and he's fighting a guy sort of ranked forty five on box rec. And you look at Mazud and. And Hatton and, you know, 11 and 0, 13 and 0, and they're fighting guys ranked 900 and 100 and something. So it just shows you where they they feel, uh, Eddie Hearn feels, uh, where uh, McGrill is at uh, already. So definitely a fight to look at. That's be one I will keep a, a BDI on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Catterall Linares is obviously the big one, but I, I'm with you in terms of where you've gone with uh, Laurel and Chamberlain. I think that is going to be the fight. There's a lot of animosity between the pair. I remember the press conference before there first scheduled bout which was cancelled and there was a lot of uh, chit chat in there a little a lot of trash talking and, and Laurel saying he's going to knock out Chamberlain I believe there was a sparring session I think they went into and so yeah expect a lot of heat on this one uh, and I'm sure that has become the main attraction of the night um, they will probably add to that as well no doubt in the build up to the fight and, and sort of bring it to the forefront that they really don't like each other uh, and Laurel is a big puncher he's going to be going in there looking for the the headshots really and Chamberlain's proven that he can really take a punch I mean if anyone hasn't seen Isaac Chamberlain against Billum Smith I do recommend you go back and watch that on YouTube it's a real it was a real terrific little scrap that between the pair of them Billum Smith now world champion and Chamberlain calls him trouble um, and he and he proved that he can take a hit as well so um, I, I, I've got I'm favouring Chamberlain with this one uh, many I believe will probably go with Laurel because of his knockout ratio but he's not no one out He's not, this is this his this is his first real test. Whereas Chamberlain's been in there, and he's worn the t-shirt, and he's come through it and become, as you said, Sean rightly said, he's progressed and actually a better fighter than he used to be because he's taken them risks. So I favour him, and I actually favour him for the knockout as well late on. But definitely the fight for me to go back and look on, and I hope Carroll just gets the win and he gets a fight he deserves, Sean. I think that's the one thing I want to end it with is we um. We're we're really behind Jack, really. Uh, it is. It really frustrates. It frustrates me, and it frustrates you, and I'm no doubt other boxing fans too. Where a guy's career could end pretty much the way it's gone at the minute in this no man's land after putting in a performance of his life. Um, we see it with the football recently, the Tottenham Liverpool game. You know, Liverpool score a perfectly good goal. Yeah, next thing you get the the, the free the, the VAR referees get punished, get dropped down, they don't they're suspended for a week. Even can you know, it hasn't all you've heard about is that for a good week before the international break and something got done with it. They're now changing rules in it, you know. There, there's there's clearly things that they've looked at, realised they've made mistakes and we're gonna change them. Whether people like it or not, it's happened. We move forward and we make sure it doesn't happen again. Boxing don't do that. How many times have we seen fighters like Jack Catterall that have been robbed and then left out in the cold? And um, I'm just, I'm going to beat his drum and I'm going to be with him. And I really hope he gets that title shot. And I hope he stays confident. He gets himself in the right mind space. 
And I feel, I feel that we should all be backing him. I think so many people should be backing this guy because it, boxing just destroys fighters sometimes. And it's really frustrating to see on the outside. And it's just, again, another thing that needs to be changed. Don't want to end it on the data. I hope Carroll goes and does the business and finally gets himself a great opportunity for a world title shot. And I hope Laurel and Chamberlain lives up to the billing. Well, before we end the show and come to the end, because you weren't able to come on the Big Fat Reaction show, and I've said to the listeners that I wouldn't really give it any airtime again, but because I know a lot of our listeners love your uh, take on a lot of this stuff that we cover, I actually just want to know like what your thoughts were on Tommy Fury, KSI, and the whole charade. I know I did a big spiel about it, uh, on Monday, and I put the episode out. And people obviously uh, have listened, and I just wanted to get your take. Uh, just a couple of minutes, really, for for the benefit of you guys listening. I'm sure you'll have liked to have heard what Johnson would have had to have said should he have been able to get on the show. So, Johnson, the floor is yours. Just a couple of minutes, really, and what you thought about the whole thing, and and based on what I said about how this is essentially, in some ways, killing the sport. Yeah, I know, I know, I agree with you. I think, I think the heading of it as well. I think, they, I think. Um... The zone or call, did they call him an icon? They called them icons. I was like, wow, I couldn't believe that they called these two icons or oh, the icons of. I, I was I was completely mystified by that. Um, yeah, the, the the way they publicised it, it really was stinky. It stunk the gaff out for me. I mean, that ain't boxing. It's not boxing. It's a different type. It's a sport of boxing. It's it's two guys competing in boxing. that has got a lot of attention. I didn't watch the fight and I heard it was terrible and it, I'm not surprised. I thought Tommy Fury's last performance was poor. I think he should just stick at doing this. He's earning more money. Let him do it because um, if he steps into the pro game, like proper pro, I know it's a pro fight, but if he steps in back into those small hall shows, he's going to get absolutely annihilated by someone. He's going to get wiped out, to be honest with you, because his last two performances have been dreadful. Not that I've seen them. I've seen one of them, bits of them, highlights of them. That was his last one, but this one didn't even waste my time with it. Um, yeah, I don't, it gets eyes on the on the sport of boxing, but then on the flip side of it, it's not a real fight, is it? It's not, Sean. I mean, the, the people, when I was at football on the Saturday, people were saying they're going to watch this crap. And I was like, wow. I've uh, got way more interest in New Zealand against Ireland, to be honest with you. That was more entertaining for me on a, on a, on a Saturday night. Um, yeah, look, I suppose it brings popularity to the sport, but it's not boxing. It's just not boxing. It really isn't. And that, what you see... Wow, I mean, it is disgusting, and it doesn't help when you got Tyson Fury fighting and Garner as well. Um, I'm not, I'm not all for it, mate. I ain't going to watch it. Uh, all I can say is the people that spoke to me said they're going to watch it. I was trying to direct them to this night to to Buatzi and and his fight of Aziz, and unfortunately that's been bloody cancelled. So, um, <laughs> um, if anything, that's all I'm going to do, Sean. Is if anyone brings it up and wants to talk to me about it, I'm going to direct them to a proper fight. Yeah, that's the best way to do it, to be honest with you. Direct them to a proper fight. Or if you want to listen to a proper bit of boxing history, then you can go and listen to our career profile show. The second part, get get on that, get on that. The second part of Angelo Dundee is out there. Both parts are out there now. Please go and listen to the episodes or go and listen to any of the other episodes we've put on the Career Profiles podcast. If this is the first time listening, please go and check out Career Profiles, The Darker Side of Boxing, and Legendary Nights. We promise you will not be disappointed by the range and the level of content that we have on those feeds. There's some brilliant, brilliant boxing historical stories on there and basically bringing what? the history of this sport was like and some of the most notable moments in this sport. It's really, really fantastic stuff. Please do go and listen to it. 
If you've enjoyed listening to us on this episode and you've got any thoughts and feelings, you can let us know at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter or BTR Boxing Podcast Network on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. You can find us also on TikTok. We do post on there occasionally too. And I also want to make sure that I say thank you to the patrons of the podcast. Thank you again for supporting us. And thank you to the newest podcast patrons that we've got. We've got uh, Ian Rojas and Oscar Menendez. Thank you both for subscribing to Patreon very recently. We really appreciate your support. We hope you find all of our content. I've sent you both messages. So we really appreciate you signing up to become patrons of the podcast. And if you are a long-time listener or you're a relatively new listener and you haven't checked out what we do on patreon.com please go and do it because we do additional episodes on there albeit we haven't put anything new for a couple of months but we have got about uh, about 15 20 pushing maybe even 30 episodes on there that we haven't released to the general public we do also give you the episodes ad free so there's no advertisements in the episodes and we also give the series based episodes out earlier than the rest of the world gets them so they're just a few of the perks of being a patron and in return you are supporting us you are allowing us to continue with getting all of the necessary research to create more series for all the career profiles the dark side of boxing and legendary nights but that is it for this episode the big fight preview Jack Catterall, Jorge Linares happening this weekend. Please do go and tune into it. Let us know your thoughts and feelings. And we will be back next week for another show. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Podcast Network.